The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Does Matthew 5.22 teach that we can lose our salvation? Say we call someone else a fool. Are we essentially endangering our eternal salvation or giving it back, so to speak? We don't think so, but today let's talk about it on Grace in Focus. Welcome to Grace in Focus. We are glad that you are joining us today on this broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Find out more about the Grace Evangelical Society by going to our website, faithalone.org. There are many free resources, our articles, free ebooks, and there are products as well. Find us at faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. Bob, we got a question that comes from the Sermon on the Mount, and this comes from J.L. He specifically is asking his question in reference to Matthew chapter 5, verse 22, where Jesus is talking. He says, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be, or what would we say, knucklehead or something like that, shall be in danger of the council. And whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of, now, I know we're going to get into this, the New King James says, hellfire. And I'm sure everyone thinks of the lake of fire. J.L. makes the comment, he's listened to some of the free grace teaching that we as free grace people say you can't lose your salvation. He agrees, but he says we can give it back. And this verse is proof of that. And he says, do your homework. Uh, He says, do your homework. Jesus is saying that we can give it back to him. And he uses this saying, if you say fool to somebody, uh, you're in danger of going to hell. Okay. Okay. I've got some homework for JL and for all of you. (laughs) For all of us. Okay. All right. Here's here's my homework. Take out your Bible and look at verse 22. How many different people are being discussed in verse 22? Well, we got here whoever, so that's one person, and then your brother. No, no. I mean, how many people are potentially going to do something wrong? But I say to you that everyone who gets angry with his brother without a cause will be liable to judgment. That's one. Mm -hmm. And then whoever. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, is liable to the council. Right. Two. That's a separate person from the first person, right? Right. Isn't it different to be angry with your brother than to call your brother Raka? Mm -hmm. And the third one says, whoever says you fool, which is not the same as Raka and is not the same as being angry, will be in danger of Gehenna fire or whatever, however we're going to translate that. There's three different situations being Three discussed, situations, right? right? Now, in the first situation, who does the person get angry with? Well, he gets angry with his brother. Okay, in the second situation, who does the person call Raka? Whoever calls his brother Raka. In the third situation, who calls someone fool? It's not said. Well, so whoever does, but he doesn't say your brother. So, Zane Hodges, in his discussion of this verse... And I'd encourage JL to do some homework and look at what Hodges says about this. Points out, it's very telling that Jesus says his brother twice and not the third time. Hodges points out that this is not going on now. 
right? Does this go on now, Ken? Well, that's the thing. I mean, when someone calls someone fool, do do they uh, end up being sent to hell? I see that. To me, that's the thing that strikes to me. This obviously is not being used today in any way. None of the three. Exactly. In other words, when you call someone raka or fool, you're not going before some council anywhere or, or, or on the planet. Or if I'm angry with somebody. You're not going before something anywhere on the planet, right? Yes. Yeah, so you're, the- you're not liable to judgment if you're angry without cause. So this all refers to the millennium. And we know one of the reasons we know this has to be in the millennium, not the new earth, is there won't be anybody sinning on the new earth. But here are people sinning. And we have to say it was not during Jesus's time either on earth because that wasn't happening in Israel during his day. This has never been on earth where if you're angry with someone, they're going to drag you in front of the council. Right. This is talking about a time when judgment is going to be stricter than it's ever been in human history, exactly. right? Right. And I know that people will, I've heard people say, oh, you're saying that the the Sermon on the Mount is dealing with the millennial kingdom, and people will ridicule that. But it's obvious that it is. Here, right. it, this one yes, clearly at is. least in these verses, right. he's talking about some other kind of situation that none of us find ourselves in. So now, the first guy, he's angry with his brother without sin. He'll be liable to judgment. Okay, whatever this judgment is seems to be less than immediate physical death. Right. But there's some sort of judgment. The second guy is someone who says to his brother, Raka, fool, knucklehead, idiot, something, whatever. Well, it's not fool because then that would be the third example is you fool. But Raka is some kind of derogatory term, he shall be in danger of the council. Now, we don't know exactly what the council is, but evidently there are going to be councils or tribunals that are convened during the millennium to judge people. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. What am I talking about? The Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2024. It will take place May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copus, an absolutely beautiful campground in North Texas, right on the lake with lots of recreation, great food, a great place to stay, wonderful fellowship, and wonderful free grace Bible teaching. Information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. Come and join us, faithalone.org slash events. You know, I, I just want to give an illustration of the difference between the second and third one. When I was in Costa Rica and I was studying Spanish, I was told, you know, the word for Spanish for stupid is stupido. Uh-huh. It's just like you just put a, basically an E in front of the English word. But they said that is a very offensive word here that, you know, like we say, man, don't be so stupid. You know, we say that in English. And it's really not. It's almost much, funny. It's but pretty there, much the it's same. highly offensive. Yeah, they said no. Don't use that word. They use the word foolish. Foolish is oh, you're you're being What's foolish. What's that in Spanish? It would be tonto. Like you're you're foolish. You know, and like the Long Ranger and tonto. Yeah, like that. Like uh, I remember a dog went in front of our car one time, and and the lady who was driving was talking Spanish. Says, "Look at that foolish dog." We would say, look at that stupid dog. But you're she said out. that in Spanish? But yeah, she said it in Spanish. She said, tonto. That, that dog is so foolish to run out. But anyway, so I always think of that when I say, if you call someone Raka, and then if you call him a fool, whatever Jesus is saying, it's fool worse. Fool is more like a stupido? Yeah, stupido. Yeah. Or go ahead. I'm sorry. I just use that as an illustration. Okay. But the main difference between two and three is two is a believer 
saying this to another believer, and three is an unbeliever saying this to somebody else, Mm -hmm. either a believer or an unbeliever. It says that this third person who says this is liable to Gehenna fire. Now, we need to talk about what Gehenna fire is, but Hodges argues that what this is suggesting is that the third person may be liable to the death penalty. So So that this person may be put to death because of this. And it shows how the laws taking place during the millennium will be much stricter than the laws today. And his point is, if that person were an unbeliever, then that person would be going to Sheol or Hades, the unsaved part. Because at the time this was spoken by the Lord Jesus Christ... Everybody who died went to Hades. If Gehenna here means Hades, well, that's where everybody goes. Even so, if you're a believer who Even does if it. you're a believer. Because remember you're... in Luke 16, 19 through 31, the rich man and Lazarus, they both end up in Hades. Right. But there's a gulf between the two. One's in the air-conditioned part with Abraham, and Lazarus is reclining on Abraham's bosom, and the rich man is a a distance off, but he can see them. Right. Well, they're both in the same place. So if that's what this is talking about, it's simply saying he's going to die right now and go there right now. It wouldn't even say whether the guy who did this was born again or not born again. Because we know people are going to die during the millennial kingdom. Yeah. And some of them will be believers. Right. They will be judged. You know, the Lord is going to rule with a rod of iron. However... If it's during the millennium, then everybody who dies and goes to Hades or Sheol is an unbeliever because once Jesus ascended, he took all the believers from Hades or Sheol with him to the third heaven. So if it's during the millennium mm-hmm. and that's where they go, then yes, they would be unbelievers. And I believe that was Hodge's view. Yeah, let me throw out the other view that it is also possible that Gehenna here just simply means, it doesn't mean the lake of fire, and it doesn't mean hell. It could mean the judgment of God. Right. Jody Dillo has a long, long argument about Gehenna, several chapters on this. He suggests that this looks back to a garbage dump outside of Jerusalem where they would burn trash continuously. And it's a symbol of complete destruction of one's life, which would include death. Right. And so it could be that what the Lord is saying here is the one who calls someone a fool in the kingdom is going to be subject. And by the way, we didn't talk about this either. When he says in danger of. It doesn't mean that the person is going to experience it, but they could be judged worthy of immediate death. Yes. and, And just complete you know, the hammer's going to fall upon you. Right. right. Now, because the third one doesn't say his brother, I think it's clear this third person is an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Because it's very clear the first two are his brother, his brother, not his brother. Right. So I would suggest the third person is an unbeliever, and what he could receive is the death penalty. Right. And if he receives that death penalty and does not come to faith before he dies... Well, then he's going to go to Hades or Sheol, and he's going to be eternally separated from God. It's also possible, and I think this is Dillo's view, that he may experience extreme judgment in the millennium. I think for this question, if we could summarize it, this is the millennial kingdom. 
This is not talking about believers today who give up their eternal salvation, obviously. Well, because okay, we contract. know that's impossible. We, that's impossible. We're not talking about that. The question is, what is this punishment that is being described here? And yeah. I would just say, in terms of it being impossible, J.L., if he believes that a person cannot lose it unless they give it back, he believes they can lose it. Exactly. Satan can confuse people into wanting to give it back. I would hate to think that you could give back your salvation because you called somebody a stupid though. Yeah, I don't think he's really taking that. Right. Because if he really believed that, then he would hope that before he dies, he doesn't say that. Yeah, how many times have we done that to people in traffic, for example? Right. Right? Well, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. In the meantime, keep grace in focus. Read many from our library of thousands of free magazine and journal articles online at faithalone.org slash resources. That's faithalone.org. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Join us again for our next episode when we will be inviting you to our National Conference 2024. Until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.